You can call me a madman. That's what is at your door. The monster took my myelin protection and left me crawling on the floor. The All Reds made him the perfect hero to watch over you. Given a body, he will try to understand with friends that are always there. Nobody understands the monster is invisible, and so we can't walk or talk. Madman is there to take my mind away when my body works no more. Until my body goes to the earth and to the birds, they treat me like a madman and that is what I prefer. Should I blame others or live with the pain I endure? Madman comics help the pains go away and let my mind explore the world. Hello and welcome to episode 285 of Under the Call of MS. This is a brand new episode. This is going to be the Monday Man Mana Pot. Man, mana pot, mad mana pot. I can't say it. It took my words away from me. I just couldn't get it out right. I knew it. I tried to redo this beginning segment like three times, and I'm just letting this one run because it's just not working out the way I would like it to. Nothing goes nice and smooth in the world of MS. And just in case you're new to this, Sorry, I'm trying to move this gigantic book that we're going to be talking about around. <laughs> but just in case you're new to the podcast or thinking that this is just comic book related, I am a person with MS, living with MS, and I kind of made a comic book and journey with my MS type podcast and threw it together, but I have segments that sometimes are just health MS related and sometimes just comic book related. And this is one of those segments that's going to be 98% about comics and every now and then me complaining about a little MS stuff, such as today, my neuro neuropathy pain where it feels like razor blades are ripping my side of my body open and, they're stuffing shards, some demon stuffing shards of glass that were soaked in alcohol into those wounds. I was happy because I didn't deal with it for a couple of weeks. I thought it was gone, and now it's back. <laughs> so that kind of sucks. But we'll see what happens. I also got my first half hour of DDP yoga in today for the first time in a long time. Actually felt pretty damn good other than my freaking knees. But I didn't get through it as well as I would have liked to, but at least I got through it. But but yeah, just so you know, this is a podcast where my issues can be talked about at any time randomly. Sometimes they just pop up and I just happen to talk about them or talk about my day so far or whatever. But this Mad Manipod episode is going to be all about Madman, all red stuff, Michael, all red, Laura, all red, Han, all red. And anything that the all reds do that I happen to come across and decide to mention, I will put 
here on this episode. If this episode goes good, hopefully people will enjoy it and see what happens. I talked to Laura Allred to get her permission so I could do this segment. I didn't want to step on their toes, but their character has brought new meaning to my life. A friend of the one of the from one of the other from our Crimson Cull Comic Club podcast and our Under the Cult podcast introduced me to Madman and I've been obsessed with it ever since I got it and I back all their Kickstarter stuff. I get into get my hands on anything I find with Madman on it and I devour it mentally and try and read as much as I can. Get my hands on, but I am somewhat fresh, somewhat new to all this, but Surprisingly, this last year they came out with a Mad Maniverse library. This is going to be tough if I can't say Madman during the Madman show. <laughs> Another thing, if you don't know about me, I, had, I just got the last of my teeth ripped out. Got been dealing with denture issues for the last uh, six, seven, eight, nine months. And so. Me doing any type of voices, talking and all that, it's going to be kind of rough. Uh, I'll be changing voices around probably a lot if I do do, 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 do voices for the different characters or anything like that when I'm reading stuff. But just to give you some basics of the Allreds and what they're about, if you don't know anything about the Allreds. Michael Dalton Allred was born in 1962 and rose to fame as the creator of Madman Comics. Mike Allred began his career as a radio host on KYESAM 950, KY995, KY Jelly, <laughs> uh, in Roseburg, Oregon. He later became a television reporter in Europe. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. I thought he just stayed in the States. Uh, and started drawing comics in 1989 with the 104-page graphic novel Dead Air by Slave Labor Graphics. Madman first appeared as Frank Einstein in Creatures of the Id and Graphic Music, uh, published in 1990, but it wasn't until March 1992 that the first Madman miniseries debuted from Tundra Publishing in March 1992. Like I'm trying to get at some of these older things, and I'm still trying to get my hands on others. My collection is just such a mess right now, and I got everything organized someday. But I am 24/7 caretaker, living in someone's basement, so I don't really have space to lay all my stuff out. So until I get back into my own digs, it's going to be a rough one trying to find everything that I'm looking for over the years. But the series gained further recognition with its move to Dark Horse Comics in April 1994, where it was relaunched as Madman Comics and went on to be nominated for several Harvey Awards. Madman Comics ran for 20 issues and ended in 2000. From 2007 to 2009, Image Comics published Madman Atomic Comics for 17 issues. Allred, Allred drew part of the 1993 World's End story arc in Neil Gaiman's 
the Sandman series. Allred appeared as himself in the 1997 feature film Chasing Amy as part of the opening scene at a comic book convention. That's Chasing Amy, the Kevin Smith movie, if you didn't know. Signing copies of his comic Madman. He also provides the artwork for the fictional comic book Blunt Man and Chronic, which I didn't know that. I can't believe I didn't know that. I'm going to learn tons of shit here with you guys as we go through this. But it's awesome because I have an MS brain, number one. I probably knew all this stuff and I already forgot it because I can forget stuff and it can be new to me within a week, no problem. So that's always enjoyable. So, (laughs) well, it's not enjoyable, but it's nice that I can relive things without getting bored with them. Among other works, in 2004 and 2005, Allred wrote and drew The Golden Plates, an adaptation adaptation of the Book of Mormon. Allred Allred is a Latter-day Saint and did much of the work on his project in collaboration with his wife, Laura Allred. And there's other stuff you can find out on the My Allred Family.com page, if you want to find out more about their family. <laughs> they even did, I gotta just click on this one page. Actually, I'm going to let you look it up, but they actually did DNA testing, and they put the DNA testing on the page. That's kind of cool. I like when people do stuff like that. <laughs> the Reds are good about giving us all kinds of... Uh, goodies over the years uh that he did have uh one book i can't tell you the name right now without having it in front of me i don't know stuff offhand but it's one that gives you a depiction of pretty much his whole life growing up and everything that happened i read that and obviously don't remember half of it because some of these things are fresh and new to me but you can find their works through a variety of things. He does lots of cover. They do lots of cover cover work for comics also. And if you want to get into their great runs, it's like the Atomics, our big one, It Girl. Uh, tons of Madman stuff and Madman Atomic Comics. Superman, Madman, Hullabaloo, and there's just so much that we're going to probably be all talking about while we go through the Madmaniverse library on our Madmanapod. I'm going to get these this Madman words down, Pat, by the end of this segment, hopefully. But basically, Madman is a creator-owned fictional superhero that appears in comic books by creator Michael Allred and which has been published by a number of publishers over the years. The character first appeared in The Creatures of the Id, number one, October 1990. His name, Frank Einstein, is a combination of Frank Sinatra and Albert Einstein and is also a reference to Frankenstein. 
that's just a little thing that's in the Wikipedia, which you can never trust, but that I believe you can trust. All right. We got the first. Volume 1. Madman. Man Maniverse Library. And this is just a beautiful book. You take the... And it's got a nice cover. And then you take the cover off and you got a very nice looking book underneath the cover. The internal pages have a little artwork. Red page artwork with a bunch of little doodles on it. And then you come into the first pages and it gives you what you're all going to see in here. Huge variety of stuff, starting with For the Record, then a variety of different Madman adventures and issues and comics that we will come across as we go. Deeper you get into to the beginning of this book, there's just fun random artwork with Madman popping up in it. Like this one where he's in a room full of modeling dummies and without heads and then he's sneaking around with a head in his hand. (laughs) uh, Lots of beautiful artwork laid out throughout this book. And then we get to Frank Einstein for the record. Basically see Frank at Music World, got a tear rolling down his eye, just a sad look on his little Franken, Frankenstein face, and he says, people can be so mean, and then you got a bunch of little note segments throughout here talking about I've been to that record store at least twice a month for three months trying to get a record I ordered. But the store must be closing down because they got a big sale sign out front and Frank's all teared up and sad. And it says, it may be my imagination, maybe. I'm making something of nothing. But when I ordered it, I looked normal. I hadn't had my accident. Now when I go in, they say, nope, not in, without even looking sometimes. They just ignore me since the accident. And then you see a picture of Frank in his human form and then talking to a red-headed gal. And then you see a picture of Frank in his Frank form, in his madman form, also talking to a redhead gal in a future segment. But in the first one, it's like Frank comes up to her and says, Come on, pilgrim. And she's talking to him. The pixies. Okay, no problem. That should only take a week to ten days. And Frank's just looking at her. Nope. Uh, excuse me. After the accident, they're just so she's obviously the worker at the music store, and she's not acknowledging Frank because he doesn't look the way he looked before. Just ignoring the poor guy, and he can't get the thing that he ordered from the store. 
then Frank, we see a red truck go hurling off a cliff to land and crash to someone's peril. And a cop shows up, goes down, looks at the crash site, looks inside, and there is no one to be found. Next segment, we see a, a kind of like a house with some sky windows and stuff, kind of laid out, kind of interesting. Like it could have a pretty good amount of space in there for some extra things possibly and a police officer shows up at the door and talks to the scientist the officer goes away the scientist just starts goes back into the house into a room where he's got a table his mask his doctor's outfit his gloves all that stuff now we see Frank kind of in a space time, basically lost in his mind, lost in space, just want in dream world. And we see a doctor with a knife, a surgical knife in hand. Now we see lots of stuff happen. He's working on a brain and he's putting his body back together and all that while. Frank is just lost in a dream world, not knowing what's going on. And this interesting scientist happens to flip a switch and do some things. And Frank gets basically Frankified when he flips the switch. Now we go into some more loon segments and some more uh, storyline segments. I noticed them make fun of people less perfect than myself. Now that's what I call butt ugly. Ha! Look, it's the refrigerator repairman. Oh, um, eh. That record you kept asking me for, I'm pretty sure we can't get it. Well, could you please check? Look, we don't have to check. I know we don't have it in. Come back in a few months, or maybe some other store can get it for you. Then you see below the store counter, special order for F. Einstein. The Pixies, come on, Pilgrim. So they got it right there, just inches from his hand, but the clerk's being a major douche, picking on Frank, just not giving him what he wants. And all it is is a record. No one came to pick it up anyways. There should be a way period. If someone doesn't pick something up after a month, it should go out on the rack. And that's normal store courtesy. But, man, that pisses me off. It's got to be in by now if they just checked i'd never come here again perfectly primped preps oh that guy creeps me out what's the problem okay i'm not the best looking guy in the world i've got intelligence and heart yeah yeah whose heart i've heard all the jokes 
I've tried hats, turtlenecks, and scarves. Not too practical in summer. And why should I hide anyways? Yeah, why should I hide? People who are different should be celebrated, not outcast, as they show a person in a wheelchair with a couple legs missing, some other people with issues. It's like we all have problems. Beauty is all in the mind. And I ought to know, since my afterlife experience, I've developed a gift, a talent, a kind of psychic touch. It's a screwy thing where I can touch people and read or distort their thoughts, which that's pretty cool. And being able to mess with people's minds like that, turn some dickhead into someone decent. I can think of a lot of people I'd like to mess with their minds. <laughs> and they show kind of like a floating ship head of pranks. <laughs> the trippy ship uh, head bust. And it shows him uh, air, a hand pointing to the real me, it says. But bodies really are just vessels to sail through life in. Unfortunately, more often than not, you're judged on your vessel instead of your crew, which is so very true. I mean, you can be a normal person one day, the next day you can get an invisible disease like multiple sclerosis, and people judge you because you're tipping over during the day thinking you're drunk, think you're lazy because you're not doing what they want you to do, you're not being able to go run around and party with them all the time and get out and about because halfway through your day, your energy and body is spent. So you can't plan to do things later at night. You got to do them earlier in the day. And it's just people just can't get wrapped that notion around their head why you're having issues. And this, this character just, I get it. I, I totally feel for him. Like his brain's changed, my brain's changed, my body's changed, his body's changed. He's got, he's got powers. <laughs> I got problems, <laughs> but yeah, it's I, I just so relate to this character, and I just, I'm ready. I'm you can Frankenstein me any day you want. I, I'm looking forward to the day that they. Chop my legs off and give me robotic legs. Chop my head off. Stick it on a cybernetic body. I don't care. This body just doesn't work anymore. And Keeping my cognitive issues going way better than they were a year or two ago. By doing my podcast and stuff. But yeah, it's... I get to hit, I feel for the guy. I totally understand where he's coming from. I shouldn't whine. I don't have it so bad. I saw a man once. His whole nose was missing. He didn't try to hide it. I wonder if he was part of that new comic book. Uh, is it Die, Die, Die? By the guy that did Walking Dead. whose <laughs> name's escaping me right now. I got Robert Englund stuck in my head. <laughs> but, yeah, one character on... One of his new runs cuts his nose off. Frank's just sitting in the background with the word blue and the mental, what he's thinking. Whoa. Trippy, man. 
<laughs> and my old friend Charlie. This is an old example, but very important. If he took his family to a restaurant, in some parts, they wouldn't get served. Miss? Well, I'm not going to say that. N-words. <laughs> and they just... Uh, Waitress is being a bitch to the customers, calling them names. Frank's just all sick about it. But that is life and was life for many decades. And still going on. A bunch of asses out there. I can't get their head out of her ass and catch up to society's times. Shallow brain holds heads with a touch. I could send them on a mind trip they wouldn't soon forget, which I would have. I would have went right up and just tapped that waitress's head and just made her think she was what she so much is afraid of. Let her feel some suffering. Then we get a variety of images of Frank's thoughts. <laughs> the girls running through spider and snake infested rooms. Guy getting chopped up by one of the ladies at the table. Another lady in a guillotine about to get her head chopped off. Another lady about to get her head bitten off. And lots of fun artwork and you gotta check these out. And uh, the best way to get this is the Man Maniverse. You don't have to go hunting down all the individual comics. You're going to get it right here in the Man Maniverse library, which is going to be coming out with a new one, I believe, every couple of months. And it's going to be six issues total. And they are big, heavy, hardcover books. Beautiful. And they're going to look awesome once I get them all on my shelf. I just hope that each... I'd like to see each one of the covers have a different uh, exclamation point symbol, which is what Frank's basic logo is symbol that he wears on his outfits, but we'll see what happens. But you got Frank standing at the bottom of an escalator. <laughs> no, wait, I know. Something that could really shake them up. Something their narrow minds couldn't take. He's thinking more evil thoughts about what he could do to these people and what kind of mind trips he could put them through. Yes, perfect. He's got the perfect idea and thought, uh-oh, my page is sticking a little. Oh, no. It's got a, a glue problem. I got to peel it apart for a second and deal with this. So I will get right back to you with another segment after this. Okay, let's get back. We only got a page left in this this book. Uh, all this issue that they have. And then I'm going to stop there. So let's get back to the story. Oh, great. Look what's coming back. Colin Exterminator. Hey! As Frank grabs the girl at the counter's hand, all of a sudden she sees Frank as he used to be. Hi, could you please check on a special order for Frank Einstein? 
<sighs> He's so dreamy. I never realized what a fox that guy was. Or is. <laughs> Yuck. Ah, so what? Got my record, didn't I? What a moral. It's this simple, folks. Be good to each other. If others aren't good to you, maybe you can at least give yourself solace in knowing you've got the character to be your best. Screw them. <laughs> uh, Frank ends it with a little, little lesson in ignorance in this world. People just can't accept what they see unless they see what they want to see. That was a fun little story. We're going to stop reading there from the book today. And you're going to have to come back next Monday for some more. If you want more of that. I'm also going to do, since we only just started a second segment here, I want to give a little more. Let's read the fictional character biography that they have in the IM, in the Wikipedia. Frank Einstein was born Zane Townsend, an agent of the Tri-I Agency. Townsend was killed in a car accident, then stitched back together and brought to life by two scientists, Dr. Egon Biofard and Dr. Gillespie Blem. Gillespie, or Gillespie, Gillespie Flem. This resurrection left him amnesic, amnesiac, amnesic. And the resurrected John Doe was named after Biofard's artistic and scientific heroes, Frank Sinatra and Albert Einstein, respectively. The procedure left Frank with supernatural reflexes and a slight degree of precognitive and empathic power. However, he remembers nothing about his former life, but faint, troubling memories relating to his death. Madman's costume is based on the only thing he can clearly remember, a fascination with a comic book character called Mr. Excitement. I don't know who Mr. Excitement was. I don't know what what he came out of. But Frank Einstein now lives as a jack-of-all-trades wanderer, accompanied by a variety of allies, including the Atomics. Only one of Frank's reanimators, Dr. Flem, is still in Frank's life. Dr. Bi- Dr. Biofard, in an attempt to boost his brain power, transmuted his entire head into neural tissue, leaving him an invalid in a hospital. Later, Biofire became a cosmic... Well, I shouldn't really read that stuff, because we're going to get into that with the other... The ongoing issues that we talk about, we'll learn more of it. But they do have, due to a plot by the mischievous Mr. Misaplix... Madman and Superman switch dimensions, becoming physical hybrids of each other. And this, this I believe, is in that uh, Madman, Superman, Superman, Madman, Hullabaloo. 
three issue run that will I'm sure we'll also be talking about. I shouldn't I shouldn't spoil things like that yet because we'll be spoiling them when we talk about it. But we can talk about film adaptation. In 1998, filmmaker Robert Rodriguez obtained the film rights to Madman. He maintained collaboration with Allred throughout the on-off reproduction. Pre-production, not reproduction. At the 2006 WonderCon in San Francisco, Allred teased that a script was nearly finished and that they hoped to begin casting and shooting soon. In 2015, Allred indicated on Twitter that the rights to Madman had reverted to him and in September 2019 has started that, stated that he prefers to focus on comics rather than film or television adaptations for the time being, which is a shame because I want Madman. I want Madman on screen. <laughs> Pick a couple of your fans, have them work on it, and see if you like what they do, and then you can write it up and help put your bits in there and then put it to production. <laughs> Film appearance. Mike Allred did the artwork for the fictional Blunt Man and Chronic comic in the film Chasing Amy, in which he appears in a cameo as himself, which we talked about. Uh, as part of the film's published screenplay, and Madman can be seen in one panel beneath the light of the Blunt signal. In the Chasing Amy DVD commentary, Ben Affleck and Kevin Smith state that in one take, the character can be seen reading Madman, and that in more than one take, Ben Affleck describes Madman as a classy book. Also in Kevin Smith's Dogma, during a scene where the fallen angels, Bartleby and Loki, speak to the demon Azrael, in a toy store aisle, a Madman action figure can be seen on the shelf. And then action figures. Madman's first action figure was a part of the Big Blast toy line with graffiti designs in 1998. The figure came in classic white with a red lightning bolt as well as a black suited variant with yellow accents and lightning bolt. Wizard Entertainment offered a variant of the Madman Big Blast toy without his traditional mask, showing Frank's face. Other toys in the line include Matt Wagner's first Grendel, Hunter Rose, Kevin Matchstick from Mage, and Christine Spar as Grendel. Madman appears as part of the first wave of legendary comic book heroes, action figure series in 2007, along with Judge Dredd, Savage Dragon, and Sarah Pizzini of Witchblade. In 2014, a Madman figure was released through an Amazing Hero Kickstarter campaign. Sarah Pizzini was a friend of mine for a while. I used to sell her a lot of my old Witchblade stuff. She was looking for a bunch of items to give to people, so, and some things for her collection herself. So I helped her out with that. Uh, yeah, that was probably 15, 20 years ago. 
back in the early years of me being online selling stuff, we crossed each other's paths. But she has nothing to do with Mad Man, so we don't need to get into that. Uh, they got a variety of different references in here. that they used, like Mark Stein, Don, Don Mark Stein, Madman, Don Mark Stein's Tunapedia, retrieved April 2nd of 2020. Graeme McMillan, October 5th, 2020, Dark Horse launching hardcover Madman collections. The Hollywood Reporter retrieved on August 4th, 2021. Robert Rodriguez talks Predators prequel, Sin City 2, Spy Kids 2, and Madman exclusive on the movie web. Watcher Media from July 2010. All Red talks Madman movie, which you can find on IGN. Mike Allred. March 14, 2015, the milestone for the first time since 1995. All rights to Madman, including It Girl and the Atomics, have reverted back to Mike. Uh, and the hashtag, the future is now, tweet via Twitter. Mike Allred from September 17, 2019, in hashtag limbo as all the rights have reverted to me, but I'm too completely engrossed in making comic books where I bliss out all day, every day, to jump out into movie land right now. Would love to make a Ginchy flick or series, but would need perfect the perfect situation to magically appear. So I'm thinking we need to push his ass. <laughs> have a little talk with Mike and Laura and... See if Don Rhodes and maybe a couple fans couldn't write a screenplay and see what he thinks. <laughs> then Daniel Pickett from November 25th, 2014. Mike Allred's Madman action figure now available on the Amazing Heroes Action Figure Wave 1.5 Kickstarter. And if you missed out on that, he just recently did a new Kickstarter with a new action figure that I jumped on. And we just heard today that they are being shipped out from overseas as we speak and hopefully coming to us sometime soon. But that's it for the Madman Talk today. Hopefully it wasn't bad. I'm not going to re-listen to it. I'm just going to put it out there. Hopefully it's not not terrible. Hopefully everybody can relate to it and get through it and deal with my little voice quips on here. But I think I'll probably keep Madman's voice just my own with some soft speak when he's speaking actual word balloons and my normal speak when it's him talking in the third person type. Uh, boxes, panels, but yeah, gotta love Man Man. We're just starting to learn about him. 
hope you hopefully you stick along hopefully you buy your own man maniverse library volume one so you can read along with see what i'm screwing up see what i'm leaving out and hopefully you can enjoy it all and even though i'm talking about it the artwork itself is worth it just to add the book and the rereads are definitely there it's worth as many rereads as it can get i will reread man man for the rest of my life i just love this character uh, i can relate to this character so welcome man man to the man manipod hopefully we've entertained you hopefully you can Enjoy this as we go along. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Don't let the monster bring you down. And we will be back with another episode of something else tomorrow. Have a great madman a day. I got a comic deal for you. Just send the amount of the donation that you want to spend and you will get the comic shipped to you. Send it to PayPal at KevinTheDuckPool at gmail.com. Inside the U.S., you can, for a $15 donation, you can get a Gemini box with five random comics in it. For a $30 donation, you can get a priority mail padded flat rate envelope with 12 random comics in it. For a $100 donation, you get a Priority Mail Medium flat rate box with 40 random comics in it. Comics are in fair to very good condition, may have been used on the podcast, may have never been read. International people, for a $50 donation, you can get a Priority Mail padded flat rate envelope with 12 random comics in it. And a $125 donation gets a Priority Mail Medium flat rate box with a 40 with 40 random comics in it. Put a message in the notes of what your donation is for, and we will get that out to you as soon as we see it.